Coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society, we teach Nintendo to count to three. It's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers, and I'm joined, as I'm always joined, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. Mark, how's it going? It's going so great. Can I tell you, I it's going great. Okay. But can I tell you one thing that I don't know if I should be concerned about or not? Mm. So, I have like a, I have an Apple Watch. Okay. And You should be concerned. And it, <laughs> it tells you, you know, it's like tracking fitness stuff. Yeah. And so... It'll tell you, like, oh, you exercised. Those are, like, exercise minutes. So I'll just be going throughout my day, uh-huh. normal, doing my normal things. Not exercising. No, which is just, <laughs> like, sitting on one chair, right. laying down on right. another. Right. And I'll look at my watch, and it's like, you think that I worked out It's like for two minutes at some point today? Like, what did I... Am I so out of shape that just like standing up and walking over is that count as as working out? Like the watch is like freaking out. It's like Mm. the heart rate went up. Um, I wonder if it's uh if someone has hijacked your your Apple Watch, Uh working out for two minutes, Uh and then relinquishing control of it back to you. I feel like that's the most. I think that's got to be what's happening. It's probably like a speed type situation where. Their own Apple Watch can't go over certain minutes of exercise. Oh, like speed the movie. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But they have to continue to exercise. Right. right. They're like, I got to get my minutes in, but my watch is going to explode if I go over because it's been, my watch has been hijacked by a Right. So then they transfer it over to you and they're like, Mark's never working out. (laughs) No. So he has plenty of overflow minutes. We're safe. Right. Just uh, assigning them to him. And then this person's own watch doesn't explode. Uh, well, that's it. I think we solved it. It's Dennis Hopper. That's what's that's what's happening. And Mark, I'm sorry that you have to go through this. Speaking of things that I'm sorry people have to go through, my copy of Sonic Forces for the Nintendo Switch. Would you like to borrow it? You can. All you gotta do is email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com, gmail.com and give us a mailing address where we can send you my copy of Sonic Forces. The game card for the Nintendo Switch. You play it for as long as you want. You don't play it at all. You send it back. I pay for postage both ways. There may be a copy of Untitled Goose Game in there. Uh, it's not a problem. Um, it's a perfect borrowing program. Oh, highly recommended. Highly to recommended. Get on this yes. list. Mm-hmm. Another thing you can do is you can leave us a five star review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Patrick and I appreciate it so much. We enjoy reading your reviews. Uh, also, we just recently went independent as a podcast that's right and this is a great way for people to find our we're out here all alone without our mommy Uh uh-huh um she stepped into the mall and now we're just wandering out here on our own we're independent mark insert that lame is a rob song that we don't want to quote or sample in any way because it's an independent podcast we can't afford to be sued in no that's right wait well which one the one uh on my own oh sure okay that makes sense I thought, what's the name of the one that they added for the movie just so oh, they would I, have... I don't know. I have, uh, like, face blindness, but for the songs that they add to movie musicals just so that way they can get an Oscar nomination for Best Original wow. Song. Wow, wow, wow. That is a very specific kind of blindness, and I respect it, Mark. 
So leave us a five-star <laughs> review on uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. If you leave us a review on the U.S. Apple Podcast Store, we can see it, and we'll give you a shout-out on the show. If you leave us a review anywhere else, we still want to give you a shout-out. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, send us an email. Let us know. And thank you so much to everybody who has left us a review. A new development now that we are, in fact, an independent <coughs> independent podcast. We have started a Discord server. If you would like to get on our Discord and have a chill, fun time with a bunch of uh, cool Nintendo dorks, all you got to do is either email us or hit us up on Twitter and say, hey, I want to get in that Discord. We send you an invite. You come in. You chat with people. It's fun. It's chill. We're having a great time over there, Mark. Yeah, please come join us. We're trying to, we'd love to grow our Discord society. Yes, that's right. And if you uh, are a member, if you're on the Discord, you are a member of the society. Uh, frankly, if you're listening to the podcast at all, you're in the society. I think I think we can extend that to everyone who listens. I think we should. Um, but yeah, get in. It's a super fun time. We've got other stuff planned as part of our uh, move to independence. Um, but more on that, Mark, as it develops. But in the meantime, let's get into the topic of this episode. Let's get into some long lost, some missing Nintendo threequels. We've got threequels on the mind. We got it. Well, because we got them on the calendar. Like that's that's the issue, right? We've got Xenoblade Chronicles three. We've got Splatoon three. Got Mario Strikers Battle League. Mm-hmm. We've got uh, the other one. What was Bayonetta it? Bayonetta three. three. Yes, uh, and you know we've seen. Nintendo likes, look, they've got some great third entries or entries with the number three on it, right? Super Mario Brothers 3, one of the best of all of all time. Metroid 3, aka Super Metroid. Again, just one of the best of all time. So, and Pikmin 3 is also, you know, it's, it's, it's the best of the Pikmin. I think we got to agree on that one. I believe it. Thank you. Um, but Mark, what if, what if there were a couple scenarios where uh, Nintendo only made two of something? Yeah, it feels like out there in the Nintendo mm-hmm. ether, in the fog that is the nin- Nintendo's history, Yes, there are a few missing threequels that we want to shepherd back into the light. Right. So what we have done now is we have both made separate lists. I've not shown Mark my list. He has not shown me his. It's like we're preparing a magic trick. That's right. Uh, now, Mark, you and I have never met each other at all. Is that right? <laughs> um, and we, we're, 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 we're going to uh, introduce the concept of a third entry in one of these, in a series that only has two entries. Uh, and, you know, what is a, what is a series? We're probably going to get loosey-goosey with that. Um, and, uh, yeah, we're just going to talk through what a third entry in these series would have been. Maybe also talk about why it doesn't exist um, and all that kind of good stuff. Um I feel like we've got overlap. It's we hilariously both have came into this with eight entries. Like we, have, eight we both have eight, ent- yes, entries on our list. So it'll be interesting to see. I don't know. There's a, I was surprised at how easy it was to put this list together for me because there are I feel like a lot of opportunities for threequels out there. Yes. Should we tackle one of them? One that I don't even think is is on either of our lists because the game already exists. But uh, Mother 3, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Let's just put it out there. Let's just put it out there, Mother 3. I feel like we did this when we were talking about RPGs that haven't come to the Switch yet. This is our obligatory. We have to bring up Mother 3 whenever we're talking about something that could even remotely lead us to Mother 3. Um, Recorded in the book. Yep. We have officially... Ooh, the book. We haven't gotten the book out in a long time. Yeah, we, we did it. We talked about Mother 
three there in an episode about missing threequels. Go. Um, all right. So, Mark, would you like to start? I shall. I am going to start with Paper Mario. And Sell me on this. Okay. So, I know that there are more than three Paper Mario games. There's like seven, today. right? Let's see. Paper Mario. Thousand Mario, Year Door. The Thousand Year Door. Super, Super Paper, Paper Mario. Mario. Sticker Star. Uh, Color Splash. Color Splash and Origami King. So, six. I guess you could argue uh, Paper Jam as well. Oh, yeah. I guess you could. I haven't played it, but that's like the no, yeah, neither have I. Yeah, Mario it's, and Luigi series. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, got it. Um, So, and the Paper Mario games that I have played are Paper Mario, Thousand Year Door, and Origami King. And, or, and I guess actually I've played Super Paper Mario on the Wii, but didn't like it. That's kind of like my uh, Super or Paper Mario and then Thousand Year Door are a very specific type of game that yes. like they follow each other in a logical way. It's like I can see the progression from Paper Mario to Thousand Year Door. And then after that, the Paper Mario series like becomes uh, something different. They begin to experiment with yeah. each game. And, you know, some of those are more interesting than others. I really liked Origami King, but it's a very different game from Paper Mario and Thousand Year Door. And I feel like there would there's a great opportunity to follow on to Thousand Year Door and kind of say, okay, in a world where Super Paper Mario was not the next entry, yes. what would follow Thousand Year Door in this progression of, you know, like laying the groundwork in Paper Mario, elaborating on it in Thousand Year Door, and then what comes next? What is that missing threequel to this like Paper Mario trilogy? Yeah, this is the Superman Returns. I know there are other examples of this, but where it's like, no, we just acknowledge the first two, and then we make a sequel to to that, uh-huh. to those two movies. Um, yeah, I, I think that's very interesting because that's uh, the Paper Mario series up to that point is well being like. Uh, I, I want like simplified. I don't want to say dumbed down, but simplified. The numbers are very small. Um, like it's still very much a like regular turn-based RPG, right? Like has all of the recognizable mechanics of uh, a, a JRPG at, at at that time, and like this, they came later, but like of the 16-bit era. Yeah, absolutely. And it, you know, the thousand-year door takes those core mechanics of Paper Mario and just embellishes them a little, right? Like it's their second attempt yeah. at this game, and you know, say whatever you want about the other Paper Mario games. They don't even attempt to do that. They go their own way. And I would love to see another shot at like a third one. Well, and there's also like the the thing about Paper Mario, uh, the, the first two games where um, they take a Goomba, they take a Koopa, and they give them individual characteristics. And you're like, you are a specific Goomba, you're a specific Koopa. You think these ways, you have a job, uh, you wear something a little bit different than the rest of the guys. And a character is born out of that. Um, whereas every Mar- Paper Mario game since Super Paper Mario has not been that, right? right. It's like, if there are if there are new characters, they are... Um, it's really just like a different toad and they don't have that much personality anymore. Um, and I know that is something that the sort of fandom, the Paper Mario fandom has missed. Uh, and uh, it's probably been a large part of why I have not been engaging with the games uh, since then. Yeah, I mean, I do think that there was something lost when they moved away from that. Yeah. You know, it's dictated by Nintendo to intelligence systems. Like that is the parameters in which they can work. 
But yeah, I do think some of that like personality was lost. Now that the writing has gotten any worse, yeah, it's just because the like, writing in the in the games is still very good yeah, and like funny. But yeah. it totally is like uh, they are just straight up generic toads now, right? Whereas before they could be old people toads or right. you know have different uh, jobs and then outfits that match that job like right and right, so right right just by we're hung up on jobs and outfits <laughs> but just by the yeah. uh virtue of you know like the generic versus the specific the specific is always more interesting and right. memorable right well and also then like creates the uh potential for there being like future stuff based on those things right like um someone had to decide to put Wario in a game first. Someone had to decide to put Waluigi in a game. Not that you know, much has come out of uh, Waluigi, but like still, you know, there, there's a starting point for all these characters. Rosalina, right? Like that was, they were like, Hey, we want a new princess for some reason. Um, and now she's like a mainstay of the series. Yeah. And it's not like I want to wipe out the other paper Mario games. No, I think it's just time to Superman three and Superman four still exist. <laughs> I just want I just think it'd be really cool yeah. to have like a third kind of mm-hmm. capstone to that Paper Mario, those first two Paper Mario games. Yeah, I agree with that. Mark, well, we did not overlap on on the first on the first choice here, so um, I'm glad, uh, and it makes me wonder. Maybe we don't overlap at all. We definitely overlap on at least one. Um, but so for my first pick, uh, I'm gonna go with the NES Remix series. Uh, we had NES Remix Volume 1, we had NES Remix Volume 2, and then there was a third entry that was sort of combining the two of them together and putting them on the um, 3DS. I say that does not count as the third entry, that's just the two games jammed together. Um, so it, the the NES Remix games are, uh, each of them are a, a dozen NES games, right? Or, or the most exciting, like, uh, buzzworthy moments from each of those games uh, presented to you in bite-sized little accomplishments that you tackle one at a time or sometimes you know in a series of like three or four you do a lot of boss fights you do a lot of like collecting items for the first time Um, really it's just like a a guided tour through everything that was fun about an NES game and that honestly like the uh the the first game has uh, NES games like Balloon Fight and Ice Climber and Wrecking Crew, games that are Clue Clue Land, right? Games that are largely impenetrable and like you don't actually want to play, and you're never gonna put in enough time to like reach the ends of those games and experience like the cool boss or like the fun little challenge that awaits you later in the game. But NES Remix is like, nah, here you go, like try the fun part. And then when you don't succeed at it, try it again right away. Um, and then eventually it gets to a point where it's like remixing uh, like characters from one game or like in another game and like, or you're like perpetually zooming out or like the whole thing's upside down or whatever. Um, and they have all these graphics, graphic effects on them. It's a really cool series. And I just, I want to see a third entry. Yeah, it would be cool. It feels like there's opportunity for them to do like start introducing 16 bit games. Maybe some Game Boy games. Okay, so I thought about that. Uh huh. And do I want Game Boy Remix? Do I want Super NES Remix? Mark, absolutely. But I want three of each of those. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I want. I just like just like keep them coming. And I I I made Mark. If you'll indulge me, I made a list of the twelve games that I want to be included. Oh, yeah. In uh my NES Remix Volume Three. Now, 
at this point, uh, I it, like here. It, there's a little bit of a disclaimer here. I know that all of the previous games were uh, Nintendo first-party games. I go a little bit out. Mark, I go a little bit outside. Fair. It's the third one. You got to mix it up somehow. You got to mix it up somehow. Here's the other way I'm mixing it up. I'm taking some uh, Famicom exclusives and putting them on here. You're crazy for that one. No, but thank I'll you. Allow it. Thank you. Uh, the first game on the list is Joy Mecha Fight. Um, the uh, the fighting game on the NES only came out on the Famicom. Second game on there is Star Tropics, because come on, uh, gotta have Star Tropics on there. Third game, Devil Land. Uh, we don't have enough uh, no, reasons to experience d- Devil Land. Devils. Pointing Devils. Uh, after that, the mysterious Mur- Murasame Castle. Um, again, an, uh, another uh, Famicom uh, only game um, that we didn't get here. Here's where I start to go. Third party, Final Fantasy. Love it. Dragon Warrior. Yes. And we're calling it Dragon Warrior, even though I know it's wrong. Uh, Mega Man 2, Metal Gear, Castlevania. Okay, what a great uh, selection of games. Could, I can already imagine the like Metal Gear, it's like hide in a box, right? <laughs> like, then no one will notice you. Um, then uh, I round out the list with Slalom, Popeye, and Kung Fu. All games that are not in the first two collections of NES Remix. Also, I wanted to, just as like the thing that you unlock later, and I don't know how it would work, uh, but I want to see Duck Hunt, Hogan's Alley, Gumshoe, Gyromite stack up, and <laughs> world-class track meet in there. And I know that like putting it all on like button controls ruins it or whatever, but like those are quintess- like For me, NES Remix is about uh, repackaging experiences that you could have had on your NES in the 80s um, and just being like, here's a fun little snippet of it. And even if you're just doing, even if you're just interacting with those like light gun games in a superficial way, um, and even for like one challenge or two, like you don't have to do a whole set of challenges for it. Um, I just think it would be cool. That's a great list. Can I ask, not to put you on the spot? Yes. If you were to pick which part of Star Tropics would be like, you know, the moment that you want everybody to Ooh, revisit. so what many, so many. Uh, but uh, th- there would definitely be one like whole set where you are getting the uh, the worm to feed the parrot so he sings you the song so you can play the uh, the uh, password on the giant organ in the church. Uh, that would definitely be one of them. Uh, I am sure you got to fight that octopus thing um, and beat it with uh, a, a baseball bat. That's got to be one. Um yeah, the, the, those two for sure. That's but the the organ, the playing the giant organ is like a must. I uh, never played NES Remix because it was on the Wii U, which I didn't yeah. own. But I did as part of this, like, oh my gosh, they're gonna close down the 3DS eShop. I bought the 3DS version, and I look forward to digging into that someday. Yeah, um, I'm excited for for you to get into it. I just I. It's also just frustrating that none of those games are available on on the Switch, uh, just as is. Like, I think they should add them to Nintendo Switch Online. Personally. Yeah, totally. Um, my next. Do we, so we do not overlap on we that. We don't one overlap either. there. Oh either. my God, Mark! I love this. My next uh, could be trilogy. Don't ruin it. <laughs> don't ruin our streak. Is Donkey Kong Country Returns? Wow, the streak continues. So we, of course, have Donkey Kong Country Returns yes. from the Wii and 3DS. And Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze from the Wii U and Switch. Where's our third Donkey Kong? Where's our third Donkey Kong? Like, yeah, what retro. do we what do we call the series? Yeah, I guess that's it. It's Retro's Donkey Kong. I, I kind of I kind of have just styled styled it as Donkey Kong Country Returns. Yes, you know, even though Tropical Freeze doesn't have the returns in it. Although, if you go back to our early episodes, don't do this. Don't go back it. to those episodes. <laughs> we call we it messed Donkey, it up. Yeah, we messed it up all yeah. the time. But. Um, 
Yeah, it, it feels. I think they did an amazing job of feeling like um, part of Donkey Kong Country, like feeling true to Donkey Kong Country, yes. and yet not copying Donkey Kong Country at all. But Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze is such an amazing game. Yeah, yeah. it's such a good platformer. I I played the uh, the Switch version like that has Funky Kong. And uh, has some other additions, like an extra heart and all that kind of stuff that makes the game easier. The Wii U version is notoriously punishing. The Switch version is the one I would definitely recommend picking up. I loved Tropical Freeze. And I am not a glutton for punishment in video games. Because the game is forgiving enough that if you want the punishment, you can have it. But if you just want to have a good time with an amazing platformer... The music is so Oh, the music good. rules. One also the level variety in yeah. Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze, where it like, you know, the first one you start off and you're like, okay, I'm just gonna get like jungly whatever all over again. And no, they're all different. They're all cool. The personalities and the implied stories going on in the background all rule. And so I, I just want I want a third one. Yeah. I think they those games were on such a the first one is fun. They were on such an upward trajectory from one to two yeah. that it just leaves me wanting like what a third one could be. Uh, does the third one get more Kongs? Can you play as more than five Kongs? I think, look, I am not a Donkey Kong 64 booster by any means, mm. but I want to see Lanky Kong in I want to see Lanky Kong in there. Throw him in there. I want to see, uh, see both... Um, so, so wait, is Kitty Kong from uh, Donkey Kong Country 3? Yes. Okay, so him, but then there's also the other baby Kong from Donkey Kong 64, who's also giant. <laughs> they know, <laughs> it's, it's, we don't talk enough about how these are two different characters. They know one joke. They know one joke. And it's, it's what if baby, a baby monkey baby. was big? Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's get both of them in there. Yeah, absolutely. Also, let's get a playable Candy Kong. Yes. Oh my gosh. I think it is time to re like evaluate Candy Kong and yes. what Candy Kong can be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It's the it's the Candy Kong Renaissance. I recently saw a uh, a uh, Twitter thread that was like we uh, didn't deserve um, Denise Richards in the '90s uh, because she was doing all of these movies that were so obviously satire that we like that were marketed as like straight faced, uh, and they were referencing uh, Drop Dead Gorgeous and Starship Troopers and. Uh, Oh, wild things. Um, but you can also throw that uh, that James Bond movie that she's in as like a, a fourth example. The world is not enough. I think it's the world is not enough. Yeah, that like they're all satire and crazy movies, and she like anchors them and plays them so straight uh, and is great. I think that we should recognize the greatness of Denise Richards and Candy Kong in the same breath. <laughs> well, I uh, I'm. Uh, I'm 100% on board. I also think that being featured prominently in one of these Donkey Kong Country, retur- in this third Donkey Kong Country Returns, could do a lot because Denise Richards has a large filmography mm-hmm. in which to point to. Candy Kong? Candy Kong doesn't Not really. a lot going for her right no, now. No, it's true. So, I, you know, she needs this third game so, you know, she can properly step into the spotlight. And the Donkey Kong Country series needs this th- this third game. Yeah. Um, Mark, you're absolutely right. I want you to know that I just opened this uh, can of cherry blossom, which is warm, uh, by the way. Yeah, no, I I, I realized that when it, when I was opening it, and was like, well, I'm committing. Um, it's good. <laughs> it, it it has a a, a fragrant quality, it like does. a like a floral quality. I've spent a lot of time. This is a sidebar. I've spent a lot of times the past few days trying to figure out what like the um 
flavor palette of Cherry Blossom LaCroix's. Mm-hmm. And I'm settling on Cherry, which anchors it, with, I think, Vanilla. Hints of Vanilla is like... But it's not like a about. Cherry Vanilla Coke, no. which is a thing. Yeah. I think I think you're missing you're missing some sort of floral mm, component more there. T- yeah, yeah. going to take more time. Yeah, <laughs> we could go back to the drawing board. Okay, we're closing out that tangent. Let's close out the Denise Richards tangent, and now I will put forth. I'm just going to go for it. Star Tropics three. This one is, is on, on my your list. list. Yeah. I knew I, I I knew it had to be. Yeah. Uh, you know, as as I was telling Sarah that we were making these lists, she was like, "People will be disappointed if you don't talk about Star Tropics." Um, Star Tropics, uh, Zoda's Revenge, Star Tropics Two. Um, the first of those games I really like. The second one is I, I think a clumsier execution of kind of the, like notoriously cursed. Came out yeah. way late in the NES's life. Is uh, the last game published on the NES, right? A sequel, uh, possibly. It's either that or Wario's, Wario's Woods. Woods. I can never yeah. remember which one. And then uh, a sequel to a game that didn't sell that great the first time. Uh, front load Zoda for some reason in the title. Yeah, I mean, I th- is that just so it's like alphabetized at the end? So like if someone's at the, the rental place and they're like all the way at the end and they're like, well, I haven't seen it. Oh, here's Zoda. It's all the way at the end of the alphabet. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like it, it, I wonder, it could be like an end cap. I I I wonder if it was because Star Tropics didn't like sell that great that they're like kind of buried that it's a Star Tropics two thing and are just sure, like oh yeah. Zoda's revenge. Hopefully people Star think Tropics this is a new two. game. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, I have a subtitle for for our Star Star Tropics three, which I think we should move the Star Tropics back to the beginning of the title. Um, I'm calling it Legacy of Jones. I love it. Star, the uh, the original game star uh, Mike Jones. Uh, he's out looking for his uh, uncle, Professor also Jones. Um, he, Jones, obviously, uh, as a surname, we connected to Indiana Jones. Um, and you know, if this is uh, you're playing as a character who's like trying to figure out what these two adventuring Jones have been up to this whole time, um, what sort of uh, uh, damage they've you know wrecked as they've been sailing through whatever oceans uh, and uh, spoiling natural habitats and stuff. Um, like it's it's chasing them down somehow. Now the I, I love this idea. So the first game is very similar to like the original Legend of Zelda in the way that like the maps are laid out and the the dungeons. Sure. Yeah. You know, and so. For a third, I was thinking about this, for a third Star Tropics, um, I feel like it would be interesting to see, like, the Ocarina of Time, you know, like, mm. traditional, taking those, like, traditional Zelda, which now... And just popping them into 3D? Kind of, or, like, taking, you know, I guess my thought was, the first game was built on the um, structure of the original Legend of Zelda. Yeah. And so, for a third game... It could be cool to build it on the structure of like Ocarina of Time, what we now consider to be like a classic Zelda yeah. structure that Star Tropics never had. It would be too much to jump straight to like Breath of the Wild. Right. Like I want right, to see, right. you know, like the Twilight Princess version of Star Tropics. We're I very mean, much it's, playing with these rules. The thing is, it's Star Tropics, so it should be the Wind Wakerfication, right? Like there is an ocean to travel, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and you do that in the. 
in the first Star Tropics, you are, are, are traveling the, uh, the the ocean. In the second Star Tropics, you're traveling through time. Uh, we're not doing time travel anymore. We're just traveling in the ocean. Um, and I guess we don't need to take on the sort of graphical style of Wind Waker. But if there are moments where you are just like piloting the submarine from one distant island to another... I think that's rad. Yeah, and for me, what I would like to see is just that like structure of yeah, get an item, go to the next place. Yes, you know, like explore this three. Meet some temple. people along the way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I feel like Star Tropics that that is the right format for where a third Star Tropics would go for me. Yeah. Um. Great. I. I I'm sorry that we broke the streak. Uh. And now we we uh, have well, at least one overlap. Well, I'll let me pitch one that I. And wonderful beyond nice, your list. Guys, I think it, in reserve. I think it could be on mm-hmm. your list. And that is Famicom Detective Club. Not on my list. So a series that neither of us had played until the remakes were released on Switch last year? Two years ago? I can't remember exactly when that was. Yeah, 2021? 2019, probably. I think it was probably pre-pandemic. No, 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 because we recorded our episode about it together in your apartment. Right. Oh, yeah. No, it must have been 2021. I think it was 2021. Okay. <laughs> um, Famicom Detective Club, when the remakes came on Switch, totally fell in love with them. Th- the missing yes, heir and the girl who stands behind. And absolutely showing their age, but so much fun. Um, now, are, are you worried that there sort of is a third entry in this series? I'm not, because... Throw uh, it out. It count- Satellaview yeah, doesn't Satellaview, exist. Satellaview, yeah. I'm just not counting it. Um, and... I think that with these these remakes, let's let's talk a little bit about what Famicom Detective Club oh, sure, is sure. like. What what the gameplay of them is? So they're point and click adventure games from the 1980s that the Switch remakes give a new graphical like sheen to, but are pretty much like the same games. Yeah, and so they have a lot of like quirks that could be worked out in a generous in, generous in a you know in a third game if mm-hmm. you were starting from scratch that you know a lot of times in the those two games it is really opaque what you're supposed to do or you're and you're supposed to like visit a location try everything it doesn't work you're just supposed to intuit that you're supposed that you leave right. and then return to the location and then something changes. There is one of those where you're standing out at a cliff where you have to leave and come back three times before <laughs> like the game wants you to be like, well, I don't know what to do. Uh, and then it'll finally let you advance the plot. And so th- those are very frustrating moments, but the like graphical sheen that they put onto the games is really nice and it just feels like we're primed for a third yeah. Famicom Detective yeah. Club where they can work out, you know, some of those problems with a modern point-and-click adventure game. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's that. Yeah. I, I love I loved our time with um, Famicom Detective Club. Uh, and yeah, it's it's time. It's time. Look, did those games sell at all? I think they uh, they must have done. OK, right? I think they did for what they are. They must have yeah. done yeah. well. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that's a great pick. Uh, do you have any thoughts about, uh, cause I, in, in the, in the, the third game that was, uh, released on the, uh, Super Famicom Satellaview, um, you play as, uh, Ayumi, right? Who is, uh, sort of like the sidekick character mm-hmm. slash, um, like friend of the victim in, in, in the second game. And she's like, the, you just play kind of as like an, uh, anonymous hero. 
Um, yeah, but who is like an orphan? Like he's almost too specific to be anonymous. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's true. He, uh, yeah, I mean, spoil. Well, and he's the detective's protege. Oh yeah, and there's more. <laughs> <laughs> there's more. There's more. So there's guess, a lot more. There's guess, a lot. More. I guess we won't really get into it. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, um, Aumi is way more interesting and way smarter mm-hmm. than you are, especially in the girl who stands behind. And so I would absolutely. Well, you're just starting out in the girl who stands behind. That's true. That's true. But she's in high school. So, you yeah. know, I mean, it does. She's a woman of action. Yes. And I think it would be cool to play as her or at least to give her like equal footing in the series. Um, And then like her sidekick character could be that uh weird kid who's like too big. Remember, there's the like one lo- who like looks like an adult the girl who stands behind you're talking to him and you think he's like a tennis teacher or right, coach or something. Right. And it's yeah. And he's like, no, I'm 15. And you're like, what? <laughs> Lots of personality in those yeah. games would yeah. be really fun to have a third one. Um, Mark, that's great. Um, for my next pick, uh, I'm not doing a game. I'm doing hardware. Nintendo has a weird kind of history of doing pairs of hardware nes super nes that's the same as the famicom super famicom that's one two game boy game boy advance one two ds 3ds that's where i want my third ds 3ds the successor to the 3ds what would the gimmick be for the successor to the 3ds i don't even know that it needs one i think it is just a next generation 3ds same basic uh first of all we need a place for that game library to go right um for that eShop to go for the dual screen experiences to go because nintendo has too many of them the wii uh u the 3ds the ds and a handful of game and watches um that uh are just are just gone if we don't have a, a dual uh screen system you just get it with uh better screens on top and bottom better battery life they all get that little knob. They all get all the extra buttons from the new 3DS um, and just make it a better, stronger version of the DS and 3DS. I would I would love that. I mean, I absolutely adore the Switch, and I like that all of Nintendo's like software focuses on a single platform. But there is something about like that dual screen yes. gameplay that I that I do miss. Also, I mean, we talk about it all the time. Uh, if I can close that clamshell, throw it in a backpack, like that 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 is a, a frivolousness that like w- that does not carry over to the switch. Um, I it, closing it and protecting it is so meaningful and so like empowering. It just it, I I just want that back. Also, I want to be able to put Game Boy uh, and Game Boy Advance cartridges in it too. I want to be able to put any Nintendo portable thing. Uh, into it and play it do you think that they if the switch do you think before the switch was released that they were working on a successor to the 3ds probably interesting in like the new 2ds vein in case the switch was a disaster and they needed to put out like a because handhelds you know in the wii u era like they were an it was the 3ds was like an anchor it kept nintendo going they shifted a lot of resources to the 3DS once they realized the state the two, the Wii U was in. Yeah. Um, to because they knew like, well, one of these platforms have to work. Right. And both had rocky launches, so let's put all of our resources into the 3DS. 
and and release the uh, 2DS and the new 3DS XL and like all of that stuff. So do you think that and the new 2DS XL too? So do you think that they had something like a, a 3DS successor in the works in case the Switch wasn't a success? Oh boy, that they could like fall, that they could be yeah, kind of like fall. They back could retreat. On? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. That would be really interesting to find out because like it does seem like it was an an all eggs in this basket kind of scenario, right? Um. Although the 3DS was still going and they were still putting out games on it and sort of the reason that they stopped was because the switch had swallowed their audience right Yeah, like the switch really cut off the knees of the 3ds right like remember uh the um samus uh, returns um metro 2 samus returns the remake on uh 3ds came out shortly after the um switch uh did like the same year right um and there was just like no one picked it up there was like you're excited about it because it's a new Metroid game, but it's also like, mm, no, we're like, we've moved on. It definitely took them by surprise how yeah. quickly people moved to the Switch. But uh, yeah, I think that's yeah. a great idea. I would love to, uh, I can totally see the virtues of having a third system in that group. And I know I've pitched that on this show before as like a legacy handheld console, but it's just too good of an idea. I didn't want to leave it out in the cold. Um, a third member of the DS family. My next picks are in the Super Mario series, and I feel like we need a third entry in the Super Mario 3D Land, 3D World, and something else. Yeah, I, 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 another, and I think this is we need a new word, right? Because I don't think we I, we can't reuse Odyssey, we can't reuse Galaxy, we can't reuse uh, Sunshine. Not that we would, but yeah, we we need. I I agree with this. It is not on my list. Um, so well done. Um, but yeah, we absolutely, we absolutely need this. Well, Those games are too good. I, I, I know that you were saying we should, we need a new like, uh, descriptor. You think we don't? Well, I was going to say, cause I also, this had not come to mind, but I also have Super Mario Galaxy on my list. Cause that's another, I have Super Mario Galaxy on my see, list as well. Other... We will get to there. We will get there in a minute and we're not combining them. Okay, I want two right. separate games. Okay. Okay. So I was going to say, you could, you have land, nope, you nope, have world, nope. the, you know, we're skipping sunshine. And so the next, you know, descriptor, the next location would be galaxy in. Yeah. And, and there are so many like galaxy things that 3d world borrows. Ah, oh, Mark, I don't like, I don't like combining these things. Well, I think you're right. Super Mario 3d galaxy they should be separate, but yeah. It's out there now. Right. You know, there's, right. it we, is. we've released we're out it. There's there. nothing we can do. Okay. Um, the thing is, we're talking also about Super Mario Galaxy 3 at this point. Now, like these, these are both, these ideas have to both be discussed at the same time. I just want that freedom, that like open world equality. I want to be jumping around tiny little planets. I want pull stars. I want Yoshi to eat a pepper and run up on walls. Like, I just want more galaxy. I, no, I totally agree. I and I think the two can coexist. I think okay, you can have a Super great. Mario Galaxy three. I think you can also have a Super Mario three D Galaxy. Okay. You know, in the same way that we're getting have, crazy. I think, but I think you totally could. Yeah. The area where I think that there is a lot of crossover is that Galaxy is open. You know, like open course, but it is course based. Yes, and mm -hmm. in the same in the same way that like 3D world or 3D land exists in a 3D space with freedom to explore, but still a narrow like corridor that you're yeah, running down. Yeah, but it's down. it's that's degrees though, right? Like because uh, 
Galaxy is so much more open and like explorable than it is course based. I absolutely agree with you on that. But uh, those courses will introduce like entire worlds to run around. Yeah. That's why I think that they could I both think exist. They're separate games. I, I think, think they're separate they could games. Both and, you know, I wouldn't want Super Mario Galaxy 3 to be multiplayer. Yeah, great point. But what about, uh, what? yeah, what about uh, Galaxy? Or 3D, Super 3D Mario 3D Galaxy? Galaxy? Yes. I think 3D Galaxy would be multiplayer. I think that's one of the fun aspects of 3D World. Do we keep adding characters? <laughs> Absolutely. More toads. More toads. Let's get the whole toad brigade in there, every single one. <laughs> But they play in like the regular levels. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. But no. No. Who else um, would we want to add to the galaxy? Yeah, Wario for sure. Maybe Waluigi. I'm not married to it. I'm not married. Daisy. To it. Daisy. Yeah. Finally, Daisy. Daisy's a little bit the Candy Kong of the Mario mm. franchise. She needs her. She needs her moment. Daisy really needs like a reason to exist. I just. She's no Denise Richards. That's all I'm saying. She hasn't had the chance. She hasn't had the chance. You're right. Um, all right. Okay. So put her in there. We, we need to see what she can do. Um, and yeah, the uh, Mario Galaxy 3, you're still just playing as Mario. It's single player experience. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mark, let's stay in the world of Mario because uh, here's one that I don't have a solid pitch for and I don't even know what I'm saying. Super Mario World 3. Super Mario World, one of the greatest Mario games ever. Super Mario World 2. Colon, Yoshi's Island. Why is it even called Super Mario World 2? Uh, it's not in Japan. <laughs> um, but uh, it is for us, which means we are ready for a Super Mario World 3. Yeah, that's right. And because those games are so different and they really just tacked it onto y- Yoshi's Island in the U.S. Uh, for marketing purposes. Yeah. means the third what is one this? could be It could anything. be anything. It's very exciting. I, I mean, it's... Uh, and, and this is one where I'm, I'm not going to dictate terms, right? This is one where I'm like... Nintendo, the assignment is Super Mario World 3. I will take no further questions. I do think if I were to add, you know, like um, additional notes of things oh, okay. I want to yeah. see mm-hmm. is totally different art style, right? Yes. yes. You you have Super Mario World doing one thing. You have Yoshi's Island doing another. Right. Give us something crazy. Something totally different. For three. I don't want to see anything that looks like a new Super Mario Brothers game. So to your mind, is this... Um, Still 16-bit? Like, is this Nintendo of the 90s doing this? Yeah, it is. Okay, got it, got it. Yeah, I mean, it's... And, you know, I want them to take advantage of, you know, all the weird, wacky things that the um, uh, the Super FX chip... uh, No, I guess it's the Mode 7. Or did it use both? Um, The Yoshi's Island used... uh, The Super Super FX, FX that's right. I think it used the FX2 chip, maybe? Yeah, that might be. Um, We don't know. (laughs) Uh, yeah, but I want them to continue to like push the boundaries of what the Super NES was capable of. But yeah. not, I don't want to see, you know, I don't want to see more than like two polygons at once. <laughs> That'd be fun. Well, my next pick is GoldenEye 007. Whoa. So we have GoldenEye 007 for the Nintendo 64. Yes. And then like 15 the years Wii. later, we have GoldenEye 007 for the Wii. And there was a DS version. Okay. And so I think it's time for us to have the Switch version of GoldenEye 007. Now, when they did GoldenEye 007 for the Wii, they changed it so it was no longer Pierce Brosnan. It was now Daniel Craig. Yeah. Who is the Bond in this? Yeah, that's a good question. Maybe we just need to wait a couple more years for the new Bond. For there to be a new Bond? To be announced. 
Because um, you think it would be it would be no good to retread with Daniel Craig. I don't think so. I think you know it needs to be the same sort of like radical thing where you're like, whoa, well, because the reason that it was Daniel Craig, or one of the reasons I should say for the Wii and DS version is that it was li- it was like licensed with Activision. Activision owned the James Bond video game license right, at the time, right. but for the Daniel Craig James Bond. And so the Wii version, like the story of it is placed between like Quantum of Solace and or oh, maybe, so or maybe between um, Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace or something, or it's like right after Quantum of Solace. Like they put it into the Daniel Craig timeline. That's wild. And it, it couldn't possibly be between the first two movies because he like rolls from one oh, right into right, the next. Right. Yeah. So yeah, maybe it happened. Maybe it must. Maybe it's just after Quantum of Solace, and then implied, obviously, to be af- before Skyfall. But I don't right, know if Skyfall right. existed when this game came out. Wow! 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 Um, that that's wild. Is there a way that we can uh, put Denise Richards in this game? <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. Okay, perfect. Yes. Um, Mark, that's a great pull, and definitely not one that that I was thinking of because I, I I've like blocked that uh, we remake of. Uh, Goldeneye 007. I never played it. Yeah, me neither. I also feel like, um, you know, a version of it came out for the Xbox 360 and the PlayStation 3. But I feel like the Switch's, like, online ecosystem is at a place where it could probably sustain a online yeah. shooter in a way that, I don't know, was really... I, I think the Call of Duty games that came to Wii and everything, I think they did fine. But it was definitely a very different experience yeah, yeah, than yeah, what yeah. you were getting on other platforms. Um, I would also say... I'm I'm going back to the the casting. Who who is the James Bond? This is a, as good a time as any to do the like. You can choose which James Bond you want to play as. That would be great. Put them all in there. Yeah. No one has ever played as a George Lazenby James Bond. Goldeneye Double Seven Ultimate. Yes. They're, they're all here. And everyone is everyone here. Everyone is here. And I want to see all the Bond girls too. I want you 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 be able to play as any of them, including Denise Richards. Including Denise Richards. That's how she gets in the game. Um, Mark, my next pick uh, is. Sometimes it takes swings, you know. Sometimes, sometimes I, I I go up to the plate and I'm like, "Here we go. This is going to be one of those times." Uh, Mark, there's a sequel to to Balloon Fight called Balloon Kid. It's a Game Boy game. It was never released in Japan. It's a, a, a U.S. exclusive. Um, it implies to me that we need a third Balloon Fight game, and the trajectory is to go from adults to kids. I'm pitching Balloon Fight Babies where you control a bunch of babies suspended in the air by balloons popping each other's balloons. And this is this could be a brand new game on the Switch uh, done in the sort of like Splatoon style where you're a crew of four babies floating around in the sky popping the balloons of other babies so they can fall into the ocean or whatever. I have no notes. <laughs> I think it's a, I think it's a great idea. I don't even really yeah, Thank you. I think Thank that's, you. I think that's a really really good idea. I think that if there was another Baby Geniuses movie on the way, that there could be some amount of synergy there. But I like this idea that Nintendo... One of the things that's really fun about Splatoon is that there is a lot of lore to the world. And I want that same attention to detail to a world where babies are being tied to balloons. Yeah, who's tying them to those balloons? And shooting each other out of the sky. Who's making the balloons? Um, You know, are people betting on it? There's definitely a gambling scene around uh, babies knocking each other out of Uh the sky. Is it a world of babies? Like, 
or is it other you great know? question yeah i mean probably or, or is it like a boss baby universe where right. the uh, the babies are smart yep <laughs> or is it like a planet of the apes situation i mean maybe it is and plant and no apes, this is good this is and good apes are tying oh. human babies to balloons <laughs> yeah no that's good so you meant literally i thought yeah. you were saying that like the babies run everything and they have like human or uh, uh, humans uh, uh adults in cages and stuff oh planet of the babies is, is what is what i'm posing here yeah two different ideas two yeah but both good both yeah both great really so yeah that's it a balloon fight babies my i think this is actually the last one on my list yeah i'm also down to my last is, official um one. The Rob Robotic Operating Buddy yeah. had two games. Gyromite and Stack Gyromat Up. Gyromite and Stack Up. Enough time has passed. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't I don't want I don't want a Oh you think it's enough time has passed? I don't I don't want a third forty years later. I don't want a third game <laughs> right. you know, from that time. Right. I want everything we know about Rob now, all the technology at our fingertips. What could you do with Rob? Yeah. How could you bring Rob back? How could what? Is it weird that we don't have a uh, a Rob the Robot Labo? It is because he's a Smash Fighter. He sh- no 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 not Amiibo, Labo. Oh the Labo. card the cardboard thing. Oh yes, I would love to have a cardboard robot. Yeah, I'd have spent eighty bucks on that. Yeah, I totally. With spinning tops that uh, are maybe in place. Maybe that's what it should be. Maybe we just figured it out. Maybe a yeah. Third, maybe we did. Maybe we did. Like Rob game is. Uh, robotic operating buddy Labo. Yeah, I mean that that's pretty good. But also, so wait, where were you going before? Like, are you making a new robot? Yeah, awesome. That's all. I, forget my cardboard idea. I want I want a new robot. Can can he read Amiibo? That'd be cool. Is he an Amiibo himself? Maybe he's maybe one both. Bi- yeah, yeah. <laughs> one big Amiibo. I just think like uh, Rob is an idea that can be revisited. Yeah. Um, any idea what the gameplay of that would uh, entail? I don't. No. I want to be surprised. Just like they put a like a um, a heat sensor or whatever in one of the Joy-Con. Like, there's uh, a heat sensor in one of the Joy-Con. Well, just they are measuring light. What is oh, that okay. called? What the IR they? sensor. Yeah, the yeah. IR sensor. Oh, okay. You know, like that was a surprise. I want to be surprised. What yeah. Little like weird sensors. Maybe Rob. Maybe finally, uh, Rob holds your hand but since his little pinchers are small he's holding your finger and that becomes the vitality sensor oh okay i thought i thought you were saying maybe finally rob holds your hand like that's a thing that's a secret wish that you've had for 35 years like someday that robot's gonna be able to hold my hand i mean i i think that that would be nice you're sitting there you're watching tv on yeah. the couch rob is sitting next to you and you, you know. just you just like feel a little like nudge at your hand, and uh-huh. you're like, "Oh, it's all right, buddy. I'm here." Yeah, I think that sounds nice. <laughs> I think that sounds nice too. I didn't know that was in your heart, and I'm thank I'm thankful that you shared shared it with us. Um, that's so good, Rob the Robot Three. My final poll here, and Mark, I need your I need your help here, because you could argue that there already are three entries in this series, but one of them I want to disqualify. I'm not sure which one. I'm talking about Punch-Out, okay? Mm -hmm. So either I want to throw out Super Punch-Out as non-canon because they they made our guy some, like, weird white blonde guy. They, like, warp Little Mac. Yeah. It's very disconcerting. It's I don't like it. Uh Uh-huh. So either that is the rationale, so that uh, Punch-Out and Punch-Out We are one and two, or that Punch-Out We is, like, a remake of the original Punch-Out. Right, so it's it's not actually the third entry; it's a remake of one. 
Got it. So I, I whatever train of logic we want to use, um, this is my uh, pitch for the new punch out. And this is the name of the game is the new punch out. We're playing on the new karate kid, which of course, Hillary Swank is the new karate kid. Uh, a, a female boxing game. Uh, there, there are too many, uh, not too many, all of the punch out games, they're just all men, right? Like that's, that's what the game is. Let's get some women in there. Mark, did you know that the first boxing match, uh, the first, uh, woman boxing match in Madison square garden happened recently? No. The very first one. Um, uh, and it, hold on. I've, uh, Katie Taylor and Amanda Serrano, um, uh, and they sold out the garden. Um, and it was a big deal boxing match. The time was 30 years ago, but the time is also now. Um, I, I, I want to see this. I want a new little Mac who's, you know, little, uh, her, she, her name could still be Mac. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I, and I also feel like we've probably exhausted all the offensive country stereotypes for men. Sure. But we've, have we've even not scratched even scratched the surface. the surface for women. No, I mean, we definitely have. Street Fighter's been at it a long time. Um, but yeah, it's a, I, I always, it's always weird to me that they don't go to the punch out well more, mm-hmm. especially because people have such nostalgia for the original. Um, I've never really been able to get into them, but I think a shakeup like this um, could be big enough to inject some like new energy into the franchise. Um, Mark, you said that you had some that you wanted to toss out here. Yeah, I have end. some. I have three like rapid fire ones yeah. that. Then I've I've got one well, I've got one throwaway as well. There are more that I was like compiling this list and being like I think there's only two entries in this series and then realizing oh actually I think there are three. So just throwing them out. Pilot here real Wings quick. is Pilot Wings on here. Pilot Wings is not. Pilot Wings crossed my mind, but then I was like oh Pilot Wings Resort doesn't count. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I had very similar things where it's like Tetris. There's the original Tetris. There was Tetris Two. Yep. For you know the Game Boy, NES, and SNES. But I think Tetris Ninety Nine fits the bill as like Tetris Three. Yeah. Uh, well, and also you're not going to pitch a better Tetris game than Tetris Ninety Nine or Tetris Effect. Like they're tied for right. the best games ever made. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Konga, only mm. because there is a third one. Right. But it, it was Japan only. Right. And so justice for Donkey Konga Three. Yes. And then I. The other one that I had in my mind was like these like Toon Link games. And so initially it was like oh, Phantom Hourglass, right. Spirit Tracks. Is there a third one? But I think there is. And I think it's actually before. And I think it's Minish Cap. Oh, that's interesting. I would have thought just Wind Waker. Oh, yeah. I was thinking more like the cause, portable Because these come yeah. after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess it could be Wind Waker. But yeah, like the portable aspect of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, more Zelda games of any kind all the time. Yes, absolutely. Although, uh, it's it's odd to me that you would wish on the world a sequel to uh, Spirit Tracks. Yeah, I do not a like... A game you loathe. I, I don't like Spirit Tracks. I also haven't played it for like 15 years or whenever it came out. Um, so I wonder if I would reevaluate it, evaluate it with kinder eyes. I do really like Phantom Hourglass. And so I would like... You know, a uh, course correction from Spirit Tracks back to more of like a Phantar Glass type game. I'd be into that. May be a thing that you and I need to revisit on the show. Spirit Tracks, uh, both both of them. I mean, it's both games. I feel like we we've talked a lot about Zelda games before, um, but I think whenever we're talking about those two games, we're reaching back into the recesses of our of our DS for memories. sure. Um, Man, if only that third. If only that third game, then we would have a reason. Or that third uh, hardware member in the DS family. Also that. Um, 
Also, Mark, remember how good the uh, main theme music is from Spirit Tracks? I, it is very, very good. I was working on queuing it up over here. <laughs> so good yeah and so i like how, how could the game be bad you'd be surprised mm, yeah um <laughs> okay uh so then for for my final uh the, the, those were all good like throwaway picks mark i like them all um stay with me on this one this is something that sarah suggested to me she said what about Star Fox 3 oh yes which there have been like seven Star Fox games most of them retelling the story of Star Fox 1. And we only recently got Star Fox 2, right? With the release of the Super NES Classic Edition, and then again on the uh, Super NES Switch Online. Um, a uh, more ambitious take on the original Star Fox, uh, that's what I want again. And sort of again with, with the same uh, Super Mario World thing of like, I want it tied to the restrictions of the Super NES. Yeah, I completely agree. That would be really cool. Especially since we have Star Fox 2 now, it already has this kind of alternate timeline yes, of where the yes. Star Fox series could go. This, is like, the, this is like the Kelvin timeline. We're doing, we're doing the Star Trek thing. And so, yeah, I, I just, I feel like, what would similar to you know paper mario like we talked about yes. initially it's like if you had just continued on that trajectory instead of it, the series becoming 3d with star fox 64 instead of doing something new with super paper mario right what does that third entry look like and i feel like star fox is a great candidate for that great candidate for that um, did I throw out Kelvin timeline too cavalierly? Was that too hard of a, a reference to track? Do you think people talk about anything that way? Uh, if you hadn't said Star Trek, I would not have known what you were talking right, about. Right, right, right. Okay, so I just got I just got to dial that in. <laughs> the references are a little too obscure, and I'm not even a Trek guy, so I apologize. Um, all right, well, so those are uh, threequels that we want to see, probably won't ever Wait, see. Wait, sorry, is the Kelvin timeline from the J.J. Abrams movies? Yeah, yeah. I actually feel like that's a perfect reference for Star Fox, because... Uh, these Star Fox, these three Star Fox games would definitely have the attitude of the J.J. Abrams Star Trek movies where everyone's quippy and they have like fast comebacks. Sure. You know what I mean? Everyone's hot. Everyone's <laughs> hot. Um, I, I would love to know if there are other um, third entries uh, that other people would be interested in seeing. Mark, were there any that you like uh, that were sort of like flitting on the, the edge of your brain that you... Uh, didn't didn't think to mention. No, here. I kind of dumped it all dumped into this. It all. We did it all. Yeah. Um, Tetris is such a good pull, and I'm glad we. I always, I always like. Is is there a Doctor Mario one? Right. Like, Doctor Mario exists. Doctor Luigi. Doctor Mario Online Prescription. You know, I don't know like what counts as different entries in the game. Right. I still want a modern uh, Doctor Mario versus Tetris game. It'd be so good. Uh, but if you have one that you would like to suggest to us, please write into us, Nintendo Cartridge Society at gmail.com. Mark, let's close this out. All right, that is going to do it for this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, and please remember to rate, review, and follow us on Apple Podcasts. If you like the episode, you should share it on Facebook or Twitter, wherever you are sharing stuff. We appreciate it when you do that. 
join our Discord server. All you got to do is email or reach out to us on Twitter. On Twitter, I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. We also have a Facebook page, which is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. Anthony DeLuca made our logo, and our theme music is provided by Ape Betty. You can get more of his music by going to apebetty.com or by listening right now. For my co-host, Mark Mitchell, this is Patrick Eller saying, I did flirt with uh, Super Mario Maker 3, but I didn't know what it was. So, thank you for listening. <laughs>